0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, and Massachusetts. From Booster single Game Parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100, get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. and we are back with the nba gambling podcast part two finishing out the slate of games for friday march 17th next game on the slate we have the New Orleans pelicans going to play the houston rockets in houston pelicans are laying five and a half 228 is the total that total has dropped from 231 and a half all the way to 228 Injury report for these two teams, and we have here for the New Orleans Pelicans, Jose Alvarado and Zion Williamson, you know, are not playing currently. So pretty clean injury report for the Pelicans, CJ McCollum, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingham, Trey Murphy, Jonas Valanciunas, and for the Houston Rockets, you have a pretty clean injury report as well over there. So you can expect to see shang playing in this game. I know he's been missing, uh, missed a few games before returning. So he's definitely back again in this game. Jamar Siv Jr., KJ Martin, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. All right, you have to either lay five and a half or you have to bet the Houston Rockets.
1: Yeah, I'm going Rockets one. <laughs> I, I feel like this spot, based on how Houston's played lately, I think that the spread is a bit absurd. I I get the argument is regular season numbers. New Orleans is around 500, and Houston is 17-52. and Houston did win the last two games against Boston and the Lakers, both at home, so there's no travel involved. Uh, You're looking at the Pelicans. This team is 11-23 and on the road. This team's awful on the road, and we just saw them lose to the Lakers at home comfortably by 15. That game was... But it was like a 30-point game in the second quarter. But I think you're going to end up seeing a competitive game. Houston isn't good, but they've been feisty lately. And I think as a result, this line's a little bit tall. Now, if New Orleans does win by margin, would I be shocked? No, because I'm talking about the Rockets. But based on recent form and the season numbers with home road splits, I'm not laying 5.5 with New Orleans on the road with Zion not in the lineup. I got to go with the Rockets here. To look at the Pelicans, by the way, on the road lately – 0 and 0 and two one and two one and three one and four one and five they're one and five straight up in their last six road games I'm not laying five and a half there here uh give me give me the rockets plus the points I think they got a shot to win the game
0: what's their points totals in those games
1: uh for New Orleans okay against the Kings they only scored 108 against the Warriors, they only scored ninety nine that's awful uh scored 121 against the blazers in a win. Scored 106 against the Knicks, scored 110 against the Raptors, scored 102 against the Lakers, and they won a game against the Thunder, but they only scored 103 points.
0: So it just seems as they're getting the your favorite by five and a half points, so we have to bump your team total up. They're at 116 and a half right now, and they've only beat, gotten at once in what'd you say the last seven, eight games on the road? I could have kept going. There's a couple more games in there.
1: But yeah, it, it's not good. Now, the first two meetings this season, the Pelicans did win. Both games were at home. New Orleans scored it was New Orleans scored exactly 119 points in each game. But you're looking at Houston's defense, one ten to the Lakers, one oh nine to Boston. It's been okay. It's been better lately, kinda. I I can understand that case, but do you want to make a case for the Pelicans here? Because I can't lay five and a half with an 11 and 23
0: team on the road. I I just can't do it. No, I'm good. And I'm not, you know, giving them that many points either. One, six, they haven't gotten there. One sixteen and a half and a half under is at minus one Oh five right now. I feel like that's a really good look. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was, you know, congratulating myself, patting myself on the back, because I'm right now 2-0 prep and, and Rockets props, getting them on on the money line in both that Celtics and Lakers game. Now, would you say that this is a little bit of a letdown because you go from playing the Celtics and the Lakers to the Pelicans? Possibly.
1: It, it could be, but when you look at the standings, then it's impossible to have a letdown spot because you're at the bottom. <laughs> But I don't know. Like You have a lot of young players who are trying to get minutes and trying to secure roster spots for the future. Can you have a letdown spot when you have 17 wins? The argument is, is the front office telling them to lose the game? That might be the letdown spot you're referring to. But yeah, I just feel like it's a spot where Houston maybe is building on momentum. I don't know if I want to call it a letdown since they have barely any wins this season. So any win, I feel like you're going to try to keep the momentum rolling. And you also saw Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. miss some time, and they're finally back in the lineup. I'm going to lead to Houston in this
0: spot. Yeah, I'm still on Houston, plus five and a half. It's too many points. Too many points. New Orleans wins the game, but New Orleans wins by two. Comes back in late fashion. All right. I assume we're both on the under because New Orleans can't score the wall.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the under. Uh, I think if this game goes over, I just think New Orleans is probably going to win because I think that that suggests that Houston's defense just doesn't show up in the game and New Orleans probably scores 120 points. But since we both agree that will not be the script in this game, I'm hoping for a similar thing that we saw against the Lakers and the Celtics where the Rockets defense actually looks competent, dare I say it. And I think that's going to result in an under. So I'll lean to the under. Yeah. All right. Props. Well, I see Franchise mentioning Kevin Porter Jr. assists uh, over 6.5 at plus 116 or so. I don't mind it. Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm actually expect. I mean, the argument is that New Orleans defensively isn't exactly a great unit anyway. Alvarado's a pest defensively, but he's injured. So you're going to have to try to find other options at point guard to stop Kevin Porter Jr. His assists have been okay lately. He had 6, 13, 4, 7, and 13 it's plus money, so I don't necessarily mind it. I think I'm pivoting to Jalen Green points uh, just based on how he's played lately. The volume is going to mm. be there every time he plays. Yeah. Jalen Green has not seen a shot that he doesn't like. And are are you expecting him to just have a good bounce back game after he was pretty awful against the Lakers?
0: I mean, I just I, I can't. Jalen Green's in the Fred Van Fleet category for me of. Yeah, you're putting up a bunch of shots, but if you're going 30 percent in those shots, That's I can't fair. really, I can't really feel it's, comfortable ever. It's more ever. volume
1: for me. I feel like with the amount of shots he's projected to take, maybe take threes if you're afraid of the overall points. Mm-hmm. But if he goes 0 for seven to start a game, he's still going to shoot the ball another 30 Yeah, times.
0: yeah. So, so you feel good about that, but it's it's just that I don't know when. Like, oh man, he just he really he really grinds my gears sometimes.
1: Do you want to make a case for like a Valenciunas prop or something? At,
0: oh yeah, you know him? I can always, you know I can always get behind a Valanciunas rebound prop for sure. But I think that Jabari Smith maybe he's been good I, lately. I think that I'm I'm going to Kevin. Kevin Porter had a really good game against the Lakers and where he was really really efficient getting to the rim, like not even settling for a bunch of jump shots, but just getting to the rim. He and that's somebody that always has some volume. But I feel just better with the percentage. The quality shots that he does get because he's more of a slasher getting to the uh getting inside the paint. So I, I'm on Kevin Porter Jr. over 17 and a half today.
1: Okay, I see uh Jabari Smith, by the way, his point totals at 14 and a half. To read off the last couple of games, 18, 24, 20, 30, 15. He's played at least 36 minutes in each of the last four games. He's just getting a bunch of minutes. Houston's went f- gone full youth movement. They finally embraced the fact that they should just let the young guys develop. And as a result, Smith's gotten a lot of run. Took him a while to look like a pretty competent rookie, but he's looked good lately. 14 half mm-hmm. does seem a bit low for his recent form and the minutes. I got to like Jabari Smith over in points here. And if you do want to go for a potential double-double on Jabari Smith, because he has had a double-double in three of the last four games, you can get Jabari Smith double-double at plus 235. Mm-hmm.
0: That is a better price. Although you gotta remember that a lot of those was with Shangun out of the lineup. And so Shangoon playing in this one. Shangoon had a pretty good game coming in coming back in last game. 13, 9, and 6, two blocks and a steal.
1: Just saying, if you want to talk about a guy whose stock was pretty low and it's been flying under the radar with a little bit of a spike, it's kind of Jabari Smith. He's been good for the last couple of weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. He's definitely gotten a lot better. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves going to Chi Town to go play the Chicago Bulls. This line has come up half a point from two to two and a half. Bulls are laying two and a half. Total skyrocketing. So much. 220 and a half is where open, 225 is where it's at currently and injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Chicago Bulls, Alex Caruso is questionable with an illness. Javante Green is doubtful. And for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Rudy Gobert is questionable. Nas Reed is questionable. Jalen Noel is out. Austin Rivers is questionable. We hate both these teams, so
1: I don't have a strong opinion. There's no way I will bet on the side in this game. I will mention the first meeting this year back in November. Minnesota won the game, 150 to 126.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going to lean to an over based on that. But I don't, I don't like either of these teams. We we know this; it's well documented. I don't think anybody likes any of these teams. I think the fans of these teams don't even like this year's iteration of these teams. Uh I I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean over as for a side I'll let you guys figure it out but there's no chance I'm gonna bet a side either way. When in doubt and a coin flip take the points I guess but
0: mm, if, nah, if you're I'm team, taking the home team. I, the once again I'm
1: not taking anybody.
0: So and I can't even like I can't even use the the above five hundred below five hundred mantra with the bulls because guess what the Minnesota Timberwolves are thirty five and thirty five dog oh, just great man. so yeah ah uh, yeah. I'll just follow the line movement. Home team, short money line, home favorite. I'll take the Chicago Bulls minus two and a half. Um, I really don't like the total either, to be honest.
1: I don't like anything with this game. But if you're asking what my favorite play is on a side or total, I guess it would be the total because I definitely don't want to put money in this game in general, besides maybe a prop or two,
0: but I, 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 I they're I, not gonna they're not Patrick Beverly's not gonna let defense give up hundred and fifty points again.
1: I guess I'm gonna against this former team. Uh I am gonna lean Oh in, yeah,
0: come it's on. Beverly revenge again? Oh yeah, come on. We gotta take the pools and I'm trying to figure out what like there's no way Money just made this total skyrocket up four and a half points. Like That's huge.
1: And that's kind of why I'm leaning over. There's there's this much steam in a random game between the Timberwolves and the Bulls. I think I'm just going to back the steam there.
0: Yeah, I feel like I guess we do. All
1: right. You're on Beverly props, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you're on Beverly props.
0: I mean, what Beverly props can I take that I actually feel good about? Rebounds. Assists, maybe you're not
1: taking points. At least you could, in theory, take points, but then you got to watch Patrick Beverly shoot the ball. And I don't wish that upon anybody. So, um, looking at the props here, Beverly's at six and a half points. Like, okay, you know, six and a half that's that's doable, so to speak. Uh, for rebounds for Beverly, you're looking at four and a half. It is juice to the over, like minus 145. And for the assist, you can get three and a half over at plus one thirty-five. Do you want to take points at six and a half?
0: Oddly enough. One, two, three, four. He had eleven rebounds five, last game against six, the game. Seven, eight. Oh no, he has he has it like three ten rebound games. So I'm a hundred percent there on the yeah. rebounds. I He's at ten he has, like, plus rebounds in two straight games. Yeah, and three in the last six. So, <laughs> but what I was counting is that he has a block in seven of the last eight games. What
1: is his block price? Um, minus one hundred five.
0: I mean, that's why because he had like seven of the last eight, and then I mean, and I you couldn't... could
1: argue that that should even be more juicy because
0: of the fact that, or more, there should be more juice there because it's seven of eight. Yeah. And then, I mean, you can keep going like since being, a yeah. So in the, what is that nine in the nine games since being acquired by the bulls, he has seven, he has eight blocks total and, and, and blocks in seven of them. The last game is where he had a two block game. I mean, why not? Like he's doing it and he was doing it before. Like he's getting, he gets blocks. Yeah. Why not? There we go. That's how I do it. Give me Patrick Beverly over half a block.
1: If you wanted Beverly, by the way, if, if you want the six rebounds, it's plus one twenty-five. The eight rebounds is plus three fifty, and ten rebounds is eight fifty. If you yeah. wanted to just try to back them, but I yeah, because guess that, what,
0: Rudy Gobert's not rebounding the basketball.
1: Yeah, well, he might not play. And you said Reed's questionable too. So yeah,
0: but they've been questionable. They've been questionable for like three past three games, and they played yeah. every single one. So. Well, I think Nas missed that first one, but he played the second one. But Rudy's been questionable for the past two games, and he's played every single one. So, I mean, I don't know. Patrick is just there, and he puts himself in opportunities to get rebounds. He said he just said he's the best offensive rebounding guard, point guard in NBA history, which was very, very specific. But
1: is that like a pound for pound list, or is he? I think the magic? only other
0: name I think the only other name that I saw people throw out there was Russell Westbrook.
1: I mean, Westbrook would have to be a pretty safe choice. Oscar, you can go with him. Magic. Well, I, I, Magic's I kind of cheating because he played center in an NBA Finals game. I don't know if that actually counts, yeah. but I, I think you're probably going with Westbrook or with Oscar if I had
0: to go for best rebounding guard. Well, he said offensive rebounding to be even more specific than rebounding. He said offensive rebounding.
1: He's picked such a niche area that no, I don't think anybody has stats to confirm or deny what he's saying. But I'm assuming Beverly's is not in the top. 20. It's like when Soulja Boy
0: said he was the first guy to do everything. I am the best offensive rebounding guard of all time. I am the first offensive rebounding point guard of all time.
1: Unfortunately, I don't have um, Beverly's rebounding Raptor in front of me, so I can't talk
0: about it. I don't All have the four right. on his rebounding, so I can't I can't go through the stats. Next game on the slate, we have the Memphis Grizzlies traveling to San Antonio to play San Antonio Spurs. Because this is San Antonio, the Memphis Grizzlies have decided that they are staying overnight in San Antonio for, you know, no fear of anybody doing anything bad in San Antonio. Minus eight and a half for the Grizzlies on the road. 234 and a half is the total injury report for The Memphis Grizzlies, and you have uh, Jake LaRuvia, who is questionable with that back injury. Vince Williams Jr. is out, Jaws suspended. And that is it. Steven Adams still not back from injury. For the San Antonio Spurs, you have Devin Vassell, Zach Collins, Jeremy Sochan, all not on the injury report from injury management. Expect them all to play. Devontae Graham is out with a quad injury. Base Dopp is questionable with an Achilles. Romeo Langford is out for injury management. And that is about it on that side of the ball. So, oh yeah, and Trey Jones is still out.
1: Nice Trey Jones that. is
0: back. Is he? Okay. I see he's in the line. Oh, no, he's coming off the bench. There we go. That's where I couldn't find him. He's coming off the bench. So he's, he's back, but he's working off the bench. Malachi Branham is still getting a start. All right. I think I like the Spurs here.
1: They're, they're pretty healthy. They're looking at the three meetings this season, even with job playing. They've been close. They played in San Antonio the first meeting in November. Grizzlies won by two in overtime. They played in Memphis. San Antonio only lost by eight. And they played in Memphis again uh, in a back-to-back there in Memphis. And San Antonio only lost by six. Plus, the injury report you just mentioned, Sohan I really like. I think he's really good. And I think he's going to be a pretty steady contributor for a while. He's there. Keldon Johnson's there. Vassell is oh, there. Oh, Dennis, Dennis Rotman's son? Yeah, he's he's there. The one-hand free-throw shooter. He's still there. Hey, uh, it's exactly.
0: crazy like how many of those 80s superstars you're seeing their illegitimate children come into the league and just ball out like Dennis Rodman has so changes out there hooping. Are uh, you saying that Michael because Jordan of style
1: or because of the hair color? Just to be clear.
0: No, I mean his style too. Like he actually does play like similar to Dennis Rodman when he was playing in San Antonio. So it's just a hair color, like help. But he's one of those guys that goes out there is fighting for rebounds. He's very aggressive. He gets after on defensive side of ball. No, his style as well. Jimmy Butler is, you know, going out there hooping as Michael Jordan's illegitimate son in the league. And, you know, there's a lot of NBA players where you can tell, you know, they stepped out a little bit on the route.
1: Yeah, but for this game in particular with Sohan and Johnson and Vassell and Jones being back, the Spurs are actually showcasing a decent starting lineup for an 18-win team. Can I say that? Mm -hmm. But the lineup doesn't look that bad on paper. And Memphis once again laying eight and a half. This team is thirteen and twenty-two straight up on the road, and the three games were competitive so far this season. I think I'm going to lean San Antonio money line or plus the points. I think it's a I think it's a pretty good price. Spurs are at full strength. They're doing the opposite of tanking, where they make up injuries like Detroit's doing, and they bench their entire team. I think I'm going to go San Antonio. The spread seems a bit high. I think they're actually quite live to win this game.
0: Well you know for a fact that they're missing at least 30 points in this game because John Morant versus the San Antonio Spurs, 38, 32, 52, 41, 30. So they're missing a good amount of points in this game because of the fact that John Morant is not going to be there to score that many points on the San Antonio Spurs, which is why I like San Antonio Spurs to cover this number at the very least at 8.5 got my guy Devin of kelvin johnson like you said the roster is pretty solid it's really and
1: not that bad if, if that was your starting five for an entire season you wouldn't make the playoffs but you might win 27 games or so
0: mm-hmm. and i'm always kicking myself with this every time i see the spurs getting a big number and i don't bet it because i've always forget that they are a tanking team and we have to take that into account that they're a tanking team and they very well could not show up in the fourth quarter, but they all, kind of pick their
1: spots, though, because the, a lot of some teams tank with the pregame lineups. San Antonio's even done that on occasion.
0: This is one of the better lineups
1: they've had in like a
0: month. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, where I was getting at with this is, I'm taking San Antonio plus four and a half in the first half, and I'm sp- and I'm sprinkling on that plus two hundred money line in the first half because I think that this lineup and how it looks and how Pop can coach this team up. There is more possibility than not for this price that I believe that San Antonio Spurs could be up at the first half. And then they go and they, you know, drop the game. Memphis comes back, second half adjustments. Taylor Jenkins is still a good coach, so I I like what he's doing with the players that he has and how he gets out of his players. And they very well could mount a comeback on the second half of this game. But I think that in the first part, Spurs could absolutely punch uh, Memphis in the mouth. Absolutely could punch Memphis in the mouth. So I'll take uh, San Antonio at home in the first half.
1: I can agree with that play, too.
0: All right. Totals at 234 and a half. I'm going to lean to the over. Um, even though
1: Jaw's not playing, they're looking at the points that they've had in these head-to-head meetings, a lot of points. Uh, first meeting landed 246. Did go to overtime, but still. Second meeting landed 244, and the last game landed 264. San Antonio defensively has not exactly been good, but offensively, they've actually been okay. They scored at least 128 points in three of their last four games. Memphis just allowed 138 points to Miami, of all teams. Miami. <laughs> Shout out to Nickelback, I guess, for the Butler torture technique. But I don't know if you heard that story or not. But I'm going to go with I the did. over here. You heard it, right? Yeah, I did. So, yeah, I- I'm going to lean over. You gave up 138 points to the Heat. I'm not going to back it defensively.
0: Hmm. That's not going to be my handicap. I'm just going to go with the Spurs because I think the Spurs putting out a really good lineup in this game, and Memphis is going to have to score to keep up.
1: They like the over anyway, but I'm saying if if Uh, I think both offenses have pretty good matchups because I'm not sold on either defense based on recent form, then one of these teams could score 130. I think it's reasonable, and each team might even get the 120. So I'm on the over.
0: Let's see here. I want to for props.
1: We got the Jones brothers going against each other,
0: so I know I'm looking, I'm trying to figure out how I can put together a Jones and Jones double double parlay. Uh, Let me see here. I'm just switching books and trying to put that together. But anything else you like for prop wise in this one while I try to make the Jones Jones parlay?
1: Um, try, I feel like, well, Triple J blocks, of course, is going to be an intriguing option. Uh, I'm trying to think if I want to make a case for... Um, well, somebody on San Antonio is going to have to rebound. I'm trying to think if I want to take Sohan uh, to do anything in particular on the glass, but I really do like him as a player. So mm-hmm. I think he's really good. Um, yeah, he had 11 rebounds last game. He had 29-11 against Orlando, 19-8 and against Denver. At fourteen and six against Houston, twenty-two and thirteen against Indiana. What's his rebounding number at? Because somebody's gonna have to rebound on this team. Uh,
0: Uh, You said for Sochan. Yeah. Sochan six and a half, minus one twenty.
1: I'm gonna go with the over. Uh, I think he seems to have embraced a bigger role rebounding wise, and he had eleven rebounds last game in 32 minutes. I. I think Soane's going to have a big game tonight. I don't mind points. I don't mind rebounds, but I think that he's kind of that interesting tweener as a position guy that could give Memphis some problems because he's too big for somebody like Dylan Brooks to potentially guard, but he's also quite agile. And I think that he could exploit some of the big men that Memphis has. Uh-huh. I think Soane's got a good matchup.
0: All right. And for the Jones, I got. Tyus and Trey Jones to both score 10 points and 10 assists at 25-1. to Okay. Not as fun as I would have. Not as high, especially with Trey Jones coming off the bench. Not as high as I would have liked it to be, but he's still going to get a lot of minutes. Uh,
1: If you only take Tyus double-double, it's around plus 265. Trey double-double's plus 900.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, nah, I'm not mad at that. Uh, and, let's see. Somebody said triple J blocks at two and a half. Yeah, I can't get mad at you for taking that. Uh
1: I don't think I really have much else.
0: Desmond Bain's been solid recently. Go I'm just going back to I'm going back to old reliable man. I can't look at him and his number be there at sixteen and a half and not want to ladder his points brought. Damn Vassell, man. I can get 20 for plus 170. I can get 25 for plus 550. Like, Devin can absolutely catch fire this game. Yeah, I'm on Dev Vacell.
1: I'm trying to think if there's any yeah. other props that I want to briefly mention. I'm um, pulling What's up Bane's guy? three pointers lately. He got ejected last game, but, you know, uh, that didn't exact. So his stats might be a little bit skewed. The threes haven't been great for Bane lately. Like I wanted to make a case for two and a half, but he hasn't he hasn't exactly done much recently. Mm, he got ejected towards the end of that game. That's what I'm saying. He, he got ejected, was, yeah, and he that only twenty. That is, you do
0: You ain't had to mention it. That doesn't count. But
1: even the games yeah, before that, he's he hasn't
0: not really done that well from three. So
1: I think I'm gonna skip that. I, th- I think we mentioned everything that
0: we like all right next game well before we get to the next game the slate let me talk to you about the official online sports book of the sports game podcast network and that is WinBet. bet bet is available in a bunch of states including massachusetts just online in massachusetts you have the win bet win hour each thursday from 5 to 6 p.m eastern time where you get the marquee game of the week for the best odds out there giving you a larger opportunity for a higher payout and you also have March Madness, and you can bet it so many different ways. If you sign up today, receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100 limited to state availability, and the DJ's long shot parlay of the week, where if you get the parlay with the longest odds this week, you can get $1,000 free credit. So much choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the Winbet app. Our subject change terms, conditions at winbet.com. That's your turn. Order in present state where play through Winbet is available. If you or something you know, it's gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Boston Celtics are traveling to Portland to go play the Portland Trailblazers Blazers. Line open up at five. Currently sitting at minus four and a half for the Boston, Boston Celtics. 230 is the total. That's come up two and a half points from open. Injury report for these two teams and you have for the Boston Celtics it looks like that Jason Tatum is I've seen questionable. I've seen doubtful yeah. some, some places. So it is a very, very like watch and see if Jason Tatum is actually playing. And, you know, Peyton Pritchard, Robert Williams are not playing right now. They're on IR. If Jason Tatum doesn't go, probably see some more Grant Williams minutes in the starting lineup there. And for the Portland Trailblazers, you have a probable tag for Damian Lillard in a calf injury. Uh, Jerome Grant is questionable with the quad and, yeah, that's about it there for that injury report. Justice Winslow still on IR. All right. Uh, I got the five. I got the five. I didn't get the money line because of some horrendous officiating down the stretch in that Minnesota and Boston game. But I still did get the five points. Shout out to Conley. Shout out to Mike Conley. Are you backing Boston to finally... Finally, have because last, last game wasn't a good game. I like just it wasn't a good game either. So, does do they finally have a good game against Portland where they just blew Portland out at home and the final score of that one was 115
1: 93? I want nothing to do with Portland. Like, I, I understand that Boston has been struggling a bit lately, they have one three of four. The one loss though to Houston is ridiculous, but. Portland, they've been getting killed recently. I mean, they lost to Boston by 22. They played a close game against Philly where they led by 20 and they choked away the entire game. Then they played New Orleans. They lost by 17. Then they played the Knicks with no Brunson and they lost by 16. I think I got a link to Boston. I I understand that this team is not playing that impressively when you watch them play. They have won three or four, but I, I can't trust Portland. They've been losing to teams that are missing their best players all the time. They don't stop anybody defensively, and I don't want anything to do with them. So I think just based on Boston's overall talent edge, or at least – I don't even know if I want to say coaching edge, but I'm really low on Chauncey Billups. I'm going to lean Boston. Do I feel great about it? No, but I think the spread should be a bit higher.
0: Yeah, instead of betting either Boston or Portland, I'd rather just take my chances with Dame scoring over 33.5 points, honestly.
1: I like Jalen Brown over in points. I see it at 27 and a half. I don't think Tatum's going to play in this game. Mm -hmm. and We just saw Brown drop 40 a couple games ago. And Tatum, it wouldn't surprise him if he misses this game. because
0: Jalen Brown's had some really good games. They've been in losing or bad efforts, but he's had some really good games. Well, I was going to say,
1: though, I I am going to pivot to Brown anyway because Tatum, I think he's going to miss this game because of how bad he's been lately, especially with his shooting. And his hip is apparently bothering him. But looking at the shooting splits here, Last game against Portland, he went 11-for-17. Good. Played against Atlanta, a 12-of-25. Last two games, 8-for-22 against Houston. Not great. And then he played Minnesota, went 4-for-16. I, I think that he might be battling something, so I think that they might hold him out. And Cordy's mentioning that the Celtics do play Utah tomorrow, so I think that they're going to keep Tatum out for this game, play him next game. Maybe they'll alternate or do a tag team thing with Jalen Brown there Well, he might sit tomorrow. I'm going to go with Jalen Brown over. It's 27 and a half points, but he's been really, really good lately. I, I think that's definitely a good deal.
0: Yeah, I would much rather, much rather just take whatever I would have put on this game, and play it on those two players rather than touch the spread in this game with how very lackluster Boston has been recently and just how lackluster Portland has been for majority of the season. I, and I really think Portland is at the point where they're taking... Like I way, just to read well. off
1: the, uh, points per game or last couple games for Jalen Brown, uh, 35, 43, 21, 24 and 11. So two games that weren't exactly great. 32, 29, 35. So he's had at least 29. He's had at least 29 points in five of the last seven games. I'll take the over 27 and a half with Tatum potentially not playing.
0: I would probably go bet that now if you're going to bet it because, uh, if he's out, it's gonna gonna get some more juice on Jalen Brown.
1: I think he's got a shot to go for thirty five forty in this game. So,
0: yep, yep. Brown and yeah, just back Brown and Tatum. I mean, not Tatum, but Brown and Lillard. I think that's that's a pretty solid bet. All right, total sitting at two thirty.
1: Uh, last I can see the Celtics
0: being so bad defensively that they just give up a bunch of points to, to Portland.
1: I was going to lean under 2 because they gave up 93 points last game. Now yes, it was in Boston and looking at the in- looking at the actual stats for that game, I don't believe Simons was back yet, I think. I'm just trying to confirm if he was back or not. Lowered to 28, so he was fine. Uh I was right. Uh he did not uh you ended up not having Simons, Grant did play. They even had Cam Reddish in the starting lineup. Oof. But yeah, I'm going to go with the under. I think Boston's defense, Boston's defense is good enough to limit Portland. And if Tatum's out, I do think Boston's going to have some success offensively, maybe not as much as they're anticipating. I'll lean under. I think this game probably finishes somewhere in the 220s, if I had to guess.
0: Mm, no, I'm on over. I, really? I don't think – yeah, I don't think Boston I, – I don't think Boston's de- – I mean, they've been okay. Like, they've been solid. But they can give points. We've seen up seen as in the Atlanta game that they can give up points to teams that are score, that are – looking to score and Lillard Simons all, like I say they're tanking, but they're not actually taking like they're actually still going to go out here and try to win this game, even though they're, mm, we'll see what happens. But I expect them to, to still come back here, especially after a really embarrassing home loss last go around to put up some points. So I think it's an over game. No. All right. I think we hit any other props that you like for a move on.
1: Uh, I don't really see much. Uh, I see somebody mentioning Horford three pointers, which I guess well, is tempting, but you're always worried about volume. But he has been better at shooting the three lately. This is a horrible matchup for Nurkic,
0: right? I mean, are we getting a point in Nurkic's career where everything is a bad matchup for him?
1: I'm wondering because his points are at eleven and a half, and you're trying to like try to you're trying to find some way to fade him. But even looking at the last game against Boston. Nurkic did nothing. And yes, they got blown out, so some minutes were automatically going to be an issue. But Nurkic played 17 minutes. He was a negative 13 in 17 minutes. He had five points and six rebounds. Like, are we sure he can actually be on the floor? And with Horford being a three-point shooter, I think I got to take the under with Nurkic because how is he supposed to stay on the floor in this game?
0: Mm.
1: Okay, I can buy it. Right? I mean, you're you're trying to think like Robert Williams would be the only reason why Nurkic would be on the court and he's not playing. So you're going to be using, you know, Horford and you're going to throw some big men around who could actually shoot a little bit. Nurkic is going to get killed in pick and roll switches.
0: Yeah, but it's also, um, can I don't know. Use- I'm not, I'm not giving Chauncey 100% credit to make that adjustment yet, though. He hasn't had Nurkic, Nurkic I don't even all know year. If Nurkic he hasn't he can had Nurkic like, all play year at this point. And so. All right, next game on slate. This is enough of that. That was a really bad game. Next game on slate, we have the Dallas Mavericks going to play the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers are laying five and a half. 227 is the total. Totals come up all the way from 222 and a half to 227. Injury report for this game. And you have Kyrie Irving, who's questionable, but Luka is 100% out. And, I mean, if it, if this goes any way, like the injury report has gone recently, Kyrie's probably going to be out as well. Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable. Marquise Morris is questionable. Jabel McGee is questionable. And for the Lakers, Anthony Davis is probable. And you have no or LeBron in this one. I feel like this
1: game's trickier to pick than people think it's going to be.
0: I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, Kyrie coming back and playing in this game would be one, King Petty, two, the enough motivation that I would need to pick the Mavericks.
1: That's what I'm saying. I think Kyrie's actually got a decent chance to play in this game.
0: I think that really I does think feel like the game he would come back in, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it it does. And it's in LA. I just I think it's as easy as if Kyrie plays I'm on the Mavericks and if he does not then I'm on the Lakers. <laughs>
1: I'm going to agree with you there. That's kind of my exact thought. I think Hardaway is going to play too, so we'll keep an eye on it. As mm. of right now, I can't really give a lean because I'm not sure who's going to play for Dallas. But Dallas has done well historically against the Lakers, and Reggie just mentioned that Dallas has won four of the last five. You might, have, you might be able to toss that out, though, because that involves Luca playing, and he's not playing in this game. But I'm going to wait and see if Kyrie and Hardaway play, and we'll go from there. But five and a half, assuming you have Kyrie and Hardaway, I wouldn't mind taking points. But I gotta wait and see if they play or not.
0: I will say the Lakers have been very solid on defensive end since the trade deadline. Very, have very been. solid. Moonoff is talking about AD over thirteen and a half rebounds. I think that's a solid play. I think I should ra-
1: walk into thirty and fifteen.
0: In I w- beca- but because AD just so much ducks. Yeah. yeah, he ducks. That's why I said should. so much that I would just matter take Jaren Vanderbilt and probably get Vanderbilt at, what, nine and a half maybe? Let me look.
1: I'd be lower than that. His eighties back in the lineup. It might be like seven and a half for Vanderbilt. Eight and a half. Eight and a half at Eight plus money. Two.
0: Eight and a half rebounds at plus 105. Come on. Although that, I, said that 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 Davis, like I said Davis should walk into
1: 30 and 15. Coincidentally, his last game against Dallas, he had exactly 30 points and 15 rebounds. So we'll see how he does. But he he has such a good matchup against Dallas mm-hmm. in this
0: spot. He does. He truly does. So, AD props for sure. Vanderbilt, I like his rebounds over 8.5 at plus 105. So that means his double-double has to be pretty juicy as well. 3.70 for Jaron Vanderbilt to have a double-double today. Really? I don't mind Just that. the Mavericks? He's just going to be
1: scoring because he's really not very good offensively, but still.
0: But I trust D'Angelo Russell uh, playmaking on a pick and roll.
1: I'm just saying, if you wanted like a counterpoint, that would be the
0: main one. But I still like the. Point. Yeah, like I like Russell's over six and a half assists today at minus one fifteen. Yeah. Scott, you've done what little people have done in the past few days, and you accurately predicted a Malik Beasley game. Do we get another Malik Beasley game? He's at thirteen and a half.
1: Hi, oh, yeah. do I? It is. It really is a good matchup because Dallas defensively has been a mess. Uh,
0: but Beasley can easily walk in and be one for eight.
1: He can, but he has scored at least 16 points in each of the last two games. I think I got to assume so. You know, Beasley's attempted 12 three-pointers in each of the last two games. 12? I can't take an under if the volume's going to be that crazy. And you're assuming Dallas at some point is going to have to collapse the middle because AED's is going to go nuts early on. I think I am on Beasley. I, I think he's had a good matchup for a collapsing defense. I don't think Dallas is going to let eighty go for th- go for forty. So I think at some point you'll see some collapsing, some swing passes, and, me- and Beasley is going to shoot it. So yeah, I think I actually do like Beasley in this game.
0: All right, I would give you some Mavericks props, but we don't have anything because they don't even know who's playing. So we'll reattack that later on in the day. Total sitting at two twenty seven. I mean, if Kyrie plays, he forces them into an over.
1: Yeah, because Kyrie likes to play fast. I'm, I'm going to
0: go with the over in general. Yeah, he's pushing the tempo 100% and getting their defense a little off guard, getting my on the defense. Uh, transition, yeah, I'm I'm on the over, 227.
1: Yeah, the last game they played landed uh, 219. You only had 44 points in the first quarter, which completely just killed the game. The Lakers also went 6 for 34 from three in that game and they improved the three-point shooters six for 34 i, I mean i got it was Oh, uh, dallas attempted 49 three-pointers in that game that's got to be a typo right <laughs> 49 three-point attempts in this game
0: in that oh i mean God. i mean when you have Kyrie, you have luka and you add what they're going to shoot from three and the fact that nobody else is going to get any other shot at some other than probably a three
1: yeah, and, and uh, Kyrie did not play in that game. But in fact, uh, Hardaway came off the bench in that game. But they attempted forty nine three pointers. Yeah, I, I got to go with the over. That's just that just completely caught my eye. Forty nine attempts, and they lost the game. They made twenty three pointers and they lost.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I'll lean to the over.
0: All right. Before we get into our lock and dog for today's NBA slate, I got to talk to you about Shady Rays. Look, Shady Rays, where Andrew Rob has been really, really, like, I don't think how many times that we've had a sponsor come on where somebody was already a loyal, participating member of that sponsorship. But Andrew Rob has shown me the light of Shady Rays, or the shade of Shady Rays, should I say. Mm, no, that was corny. Never mind. Show me the light. All right. To, de- to date, they have donated over 200 million meals to fight hunger with their proceeds. They have also have a lose or break your pair. Even on day one, you can get a brand new pair, no questions As Super great customer service coming from Shady Rays, where you can get snow goggles. You can get premium polarized shades. You can get so much more. And go to ShadyRays.com, block out the haters with the promo code SGPN for 50% off Two pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. Rated five stars over 200,000 people. ShadyRays.com promo code SGPN. All right. Lock and dog time. Let's see. For my lock, I'm going to... Hmm. Let's go with the yeah. Let's go with the Cavs. Cavs minus five and a half. Mm, yeah, let's go to Cavs. Yeah, Cavs minus five and a half. That's gonna be it because ultimately, I just think it's a little bit of overvaluing, overvalue over Washington, and I think it's really just because Bradley Beals had a number of good games in a row, but. Other than that, really still good defensive team from Cleveland Cavaliers. I expect them to do what they always do, clog up the painted area, make it tough for you from three, and really give you a short amount of options, which is probably the mid-range and trying to be able to shoot over top of their guys. So, Cleveland Cavaliers, minus five and a half. They suffocate Washington defensively today. For my dog, I am going to... Hmm it's too early to call Dallas it's actually some pretty good dog options today
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah let me go to my Spurs play I'm gonna take Spurs first half two at plus 200 they get it done very very fun lineup they have catches Memphis off guard and it's in San Antonio so yeah I'll take San Antonio Spurs two to one to win the first half
1: all right, uh so for me, my lock. I was torn if I wanted to go Spurs money line as my dog, but I think I'm just gonna play it safe because you mentioned they might potentially punt the game for tanking purposes in the fourth quarter. Yep. I'm gonna go San Antonio plus the points as my lock. I'm gonna take them plus I think eight and a half is the best line available. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Uh Memphis awful on the road, gave up 138 points last game. And as we talked about before, San Antonio's starting lineup actually not bad. So I'm gonna go with the Spurs plus the eight and a half. The three games were competitive as well with John in the lineup, and now he's not. So I'll take San Antonio plus the points. And for my dog, I mentioned a bunch of player props on the show, but I am going to go with Jalen Brown to score 30 points at plus 125. I think Tatum's not going to play based on recent form and the fact that his hips bugging him. And we know Portland never guards anybody. Jalen Brown offensively has been really, really good lately. And I think that as a result, this number is a bit low. I think you'll see it probably spike if Tatum is out of the lineup but to go through Brown's numbers once again over the last couple of weeks, uh, Brown had a 35 in his last game, 43 the game before that, 24 and 11, so two mediocre games, 32, 29, 35. So he's gone over this number in six of the last eight games. I think it's a good uh, – sorry, uh, no, it's five of the last seven. I think it's a good deal. I'll take the 30-plus points for Brown at plus 125 as my
0: dog. All right, Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here?
1: No, you can find me on Twitter, Rice Show Radio. Besides that, doing a couple tennis podcasts. Did one uh, this morning. I'm going to do another one probably tonight. Uh, besides that, I know we do have a potential announcement for this show regarding – Yep, getting to that uh, right now. Yeah, regarding some episodes in the future, which I'm sure all of you will be excited about. But no, not really much more to add. Enjoy watching college basketball.
0: Alright, and so everybody, if you're not already, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Make sure you leave us a review and tell the everybody in your review how when you ask for something you receive it because we are now going seven days a week. We have added weekend shows to our schedule. Tomorrow you will have the uh, some combination of Scott, off, Delante, or whatever. And then because I'll be on college basketball tomorrow. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Mm, Great question. I got to go check on that. But Saturday is typically reserved to college basketball, college football for me. Whereas Sunday, I will be back on Sunday to do the Sunday show with Delonte. And that is our schedule. So we have added seven days a week here, same time, same place. You know where to find us and make sure you, to follow us on Twitter at SGPNNBA. You'll get more information and you'll be able to see when we go live as well there. So everybody, we, we gave it to you. You asked for more coverage. We gave it to you. So leave, go, go right now, go right now, do it right now, go do it right now and leave a review and tell the world how you ask and you shall receive. We are going seven days a week here at the NBA gambling podcast. Other than that, I have nothing else, nothing else say, nothing else do. I will see you Sunday. We are out of here.